You're listening to Cairo News Radio. Hot time to come to G. Joining me, the inimitable Jack Stein. Good afternoon, Jack. What is that? What does that mean? I don't know. I heard somebody really smart and important say it once about someone they truly respected. I thought it fit the moment. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you that. That means you can't be uh, counted with, with with the fingers on just one hand. That's what it means. Your skills are beyond measure. Thank you, uh, Spike. I got to tell you, I'm a little anxious. I'm a little. Uh, I'm a little on edge. There's a. There's a. Did you hear this? I guess the world is coming to to an end because there's a balloon. There's a balloon. <laughs> Should we take a <laughs> shot at that Chinese spy balloon? The info that they got with their Chinese spy balloon. <laughs> okay. So this Spike, is uh, much ado about nada. I, I, I don't. I don't speak fluent Chinese. But I know that nada applies to this balloon. Well, uh, Spike, normally this is supposed to be you and I disagreeing, right? Like, that's the <laughs> okay. theme of the show. In that case, but oh, my you- God. Oh, balloon again. <laughs> so, uh, Spike, I looked into this, right? And I was thinking to myself, that, okay, so for those of you who are not in the know, I don't know how you couldn't be at this point in time, but there is a high-altitude surveillance balloon. It was spotted over Billings, Montana. You ever been there, Spike? Over I, there? I have Billings. been to Billings. I have. I spent the night in Billings once, a guest of the oh, Billings wow. Sheriff Department. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't in jail. It was a nice hotel. It was a nice hotel. So I didn't know this, Spike, but apparently Montana is home to a vast majority of the United States nuclear arsenal. It's just for some reason it's in Montana. Well, it's, so, in the, it's at the corner of Silo Junction and Countdown <laughs> Flats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so the balloon was spotted in Billings, Montana on Wednesday. Its trajectory started in Alaska on the Aleutian Islands, and then it moved through Canada, the lovely, lovely country of Canada, and then eventually into Montana. Now, this is – I know that we're supposed to be in the news and making a big deal out of this spike, and mm-hmm. I know that we're supposed to be like every other news organization and say, this is the Chinese government spying on the American people. Uh, uh, this is a show of force and all this other stuff. When I look at this, though, and I, I did my research on this, Spike, so I'm not speaking out of school. Okay. The, Ch- the Chinese, three years ago, launched surveillance uh, satellites into the Earth's, uh, you know, into space. And these things are so good, according to the Pentagon, that they can detect the divots on a golf ball from space, right? Right. These things are supposed to be amazing, top tier. And what you're telling me now is that this, despite the fact that the Chinese government has hundreds of surveillance satellites that can circumnavigate the globe in minutes, they decide to send technology out of Willy Wonka. <laughs> no, Phineas Fogg. Phineas Fogg. Get your literary character straight. Yeah, it's literally Phineas Fogg technology. Right. You're telling me that they're using steampunk technology that the Wright brothers wouldn't touch to, <laughs> to, to float over. So this is my, this is my assessment, Spike. Have you ever heard of uh, the Chinese surveillance uh, uh, program? Not the the internet surveillance program, but their personnel surveillance program. You ever heard of what it's called? Yeah, well, not the facial recognition software that gets anywhere. Every no, no, citizen no, 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 no. What? It's called Dragonfly, and oh, okay. the idea behind this program is that they want Chinese nationals who are not in China to feel as if at any point in time that they are being surveilled. Now, it's it's a hollow program because there's no way that the communist government has enough money to follow and track Chinese nationals around the world. 
So what they do is they do these kind of shows of force or these kind of um, propaganda pieces to kind of instill fear into people, including Americans, and try to remind people that the Chinese government still has some kind of power or sway uh, on the global scale when we all know that that's it's just simply it is simply not true. If you want my guess, it's probably a hot air balloon. I mean, it's allegedly it's the size of three massive school buses and it's okay. carrying some equipment. If you want my guess, it's probably empty. It's probably got a, a Chinese computer in it that's going, you know, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. That's sending out really mild radio signals. Okay. Do I think it's do I think it's sending data back to the Chinese? Absolutely not. They've got hundreds of satellites that are already doing that. Right. This is a big show and tell from the Chinese Communist uh, uh, Party trying to instill fear in Americans. And it's working because we're all acting like we're five years old and going, a balloon, it's a balloon. Did anybody mention anything <laughs> three years ago in the Trump administration when the Chinese were launching brand, brand new satellites that can detect golf balls from space? Did anybody... Was there any news about that? Well, there was. That's why I read it. Well, the, the reason but, they launched those satellites that could track golf balls because Xi and Trump were playing golf, and they wanted to make sure <laughs> Trump didn't cheat. And they know his reputation. Right. Say, so, President right. Trump has kicked ball from rough to fairway on 17. <laughs> you know, they, they, I, that's why they were watching Trump oh and the golf balls. That's why the divots. I, Trump paid Titus. Right. He cheat. So I feel like, Spike, that what this is, is this is an attempt by the Chinese government to try to sway public opinion about the the communist party in china and try to get americans all riled up and try to get us very very afraid and very very scared oh how did this balloon get in get into the united states when in actuality it's a big nothing burger i don't think it's anything i think that's why they haven't shot it down already because uh the if we have billions of dollars in technology that can detect radio signals from cell phones you know in a bunker uh, in afghanistan you're telling me that that we can't detect what radio signals are coming out of that balloon. I think that's why they haven't shot it down, because it's probably not collecting anything. I think they know that. And the, the United States government, in turn, is using this as an opportunity to go, oh, the scary Chinese, when we should all be grounded in reality, Spike, and just say, this is a balloon. This is a Disney movie. This is a joke. <laughs> I'm not trying to be all Alex Jones. No, no, about no, no, this. no. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> You know, a really smart person said to me, you know, if you know anything about misdirection, you know, yeah. if, if we should be looking down. I mean, they're, they've got a balloon at 60,000 feet and we're all looking up while they're right. probably tunneling right. under the border from Canada, you know, the, to take the missile silo contents out from below. I mean, I mean, sure, that's sure. that's not that's not what he's really. But this is a misdirection that they're doing something else that we're not paying attention to while we're all right. looking up. Well, here, here's right. the thing. I, I get that it doesn't it doesn't provide the kind of technological surveillance that we need to worry about. That's already being gathered elsewhere, as you very clearly stated and correctly. You know, you're right. They've already got everything they need to know about what's in Montana. You know, the right. Pentagon said, first off, President Biden's getting blasted by the right, as as is everything. Biden got up on the wrong side of bed. He's the worst president ever. But Biden's getting mm -hmm. blasted. Meanwhile, what he did was turn to his military, turn to the head of the Joint Chiefs for recommendations. Biden's first inclination was to shoot it down. The Joint Chiefs said no. And, and, right. and, and the reason they said no, by the way, is it might hit something on the ground. Mm -hmm. Right. It would put uh, civilians or property at, at risk. Okay, I've been to Montana. I've been to Billings. 
it'd be harder to hit something than not hit something. <laughs> I mean, you want technology? Shoot it from 60,000 feet and actually hit something that matters in Montana. Good luck with that. So I don't, I don't buy the whole bit about, you know, we're not shooting it down because it may hurt somebody on the ground. I mean, that's, that's right. probably a sub-reason, but that's not the reason. I think you're, you're spot on about this. It's not getting anything they don't already have. Right. But, but here, here's the other side of this issue. You know, whether it's a hot air balloon or a high-tech satellite, it's invading American airspace. And is, is that the bigger question here? Is not doing anything about invading American airspace the bigger issue at hand? It didn't float uh, in because, and somebody said, "Oh, it's going to float out." It float. The Chinese said, "We we inadvertently entered your airspace," but no, this thing's mobile. It's motorized. It can goes where it goes where it wants to go. Yeah, yeah. So that might be the bigger question here: Is it okay that it's hovering over Montana? What if it was hovering over Chicago? Or I'm fine with or, it. Or or I'm any, fine with how it. about a, a major military installation in in the West? In my assessments, Spike, I don't think it's, I don't think it's collecting any data. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't either. Any, you know what I mean? I don't either. But are they just saying, what are you going to do about it? We've sent a surveillance yeah. piece over your country. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, I think they want it to get shot down. I think, and then, and then I think they want to show that to the people of China, and I think they want to use this as an example. We have to think about the Chinese government as as being. Uh, um, to use a kind of a trope, but playing three-dimensional chess mm -hmm. with their own people's minds. So not only are they trying to scare Americans, they're also trying to scare people in China. Uh, you know, Spike, I went to college with, with a bunch of Chinese national students, and all those kids were so sweet and so kind, and they had this ever-present fear that they were being observed and watched. Now, I went to college in uh, uh, Santa Cruz, California. These kids were paying a lot of money to go to Santa Cruz. And and yet still, you know, you couldn't get further away from China than, than Santa Cruz, California. Right. For and some reason, they still felt as if they were being watched and surveilled at all times. They were very, very afraid of the the CCP. They were very, very afraid of communist government. That's why they wanted to come to the United States. Sure, And so... If you can imagine a, a 19 or a 20 year old kid being afraid 5,000 miles away from China, imagine what it's like actually in China itself. And I think that's the purpose of this balloon is to try to demonstrate to the people of China that uh, uh, their government is authoritarian, that it is, uh, a, a, in my estimation as a political theorist, a, fasc a fascist government at this point in time, and the, that there is no... There is no lengths that they will not go to to try to demonstrate that to the rest of the world. That I, they should be afraid of China. I think you're spot on and I th about yeah. about them trying to send that message to Chinese nationals here in America, that they are still right. under the watchful eye and thumb of the Chinese government, that they're trying to tell their own folks that, that we will always be seeing everything you do, knowing every click you make. Uh, but they're also telling you know the U.S. government, do something. And I yeah, think I think and you're right. They want us to shoot it down so they can use that as propaganda to their own people that the war hungry West, you know, it's made an aggressive action against our our sovereign balloon, whatever the hell you're going to do with it. <laughs> you're right. So 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 meanwhile, you've got every member of the GOP with their hair on fire today. Yes. Saying, you know, <laughs> shoot it down. Who was it? Zinke. Shoot, period. It, period. Down, period. Nice job. Yeah. Nice job, Ryan yeah. Zinke. You did know, you Montanans see, don't you stand the, for that. 
Did oh. you see the picture that Carrie Lake posted on her Twitter and on her Facebook? The 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 former uh, uh, gubernatorial uh, gubernatorial candidate. No, she blocked me for stalking. It's the weirdest thing. No, I, 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 <laughs> I haven't seen what she posted. She posted a picture of herself in beautiful Arizona with a with a twelve gauge looking up at the sky, and the caption just says, "I hear I hear y'all need something shot down." What a, clown, what, a, what a clown show. What a clown show. So here's here's a party that's saying every day that Biden is starting World War Three by yes. by be part of the international coalition to assist Ukraine against the, the invasion of their sovereign nation. So Biden's taking us to the brink of World War Three. Meanwhile, they all want to shoot down a, a, a Phineas Fogg. Ping and the and the balloon. I mean, you know, they literally want it both ways. And the worst part is the worst part, Jack, is that their constituency buys it from both sides of their mouth. They really do eat up everything offered to them, even though they're contradictory points of view, contradictory arguments on the same topics, and yet they buy both sides. Well, I'll, I'll give you this, Spike. I'll throw this out there. There's another reason why you might not want to shoot down the balloon. And I'm just going to throw this out there. What if the balloon, just hypothetically, what if there's I'm, a puppy in it? I'm, what if there's a puppy in the basket? No. No, what? What? <laughs> if I'm if I'm thinking of the security of the nation, right? And right. I, and I'm in the I'm in the C the company, I'm in the CIA and I'm in the with the joint chiefs of staff and all this other stuff. Okay. I'm thinking to myself, what if there's a bioweapon on the balloon? And the idea is that Ooh. we shoot it down. You, you see what I'm saying? Ooh. So I, I think that there's a lot of contingency uh, uh, things out there that people in shady rooms in the government talk about when they talk about this kind of thing occurring in the United States. And we've got a bunch of yokels, unfortunately, who go on certain news uh, uh, outlets and they go, shoot it down, yeah. shoot it down now, not realizing that there's – you know, maybe other reasons why you wouldn't want to shoot down. But maybe it's we don't know this spike. Maybe it's got a little uh, depleted uranium on it. We don't know. Yeah, we don't yeah, know. You're right. You know, right. At, at so, 60,000 feet, it's doing really no harm except right. from a PR standpoint. Right. Right. I still think they should if it, if you wanted to make it funny, Spike, what they would have done is they would have been playing, um, you know, the, the theme from Willy Wonka, you know, come with me <laughs> at 60,000 feet. <laughs> it's, it's the Wonka Vader. Yeah. yeah. So, so let me well, let me ask you this. Why? Yeah, we've got the technology that can grab Batman and a mob accountant from a tall building in Hong Kong. I've seen the movie. Yeah, we have that yeah, kind yeah, of technology. Yeah. Why can't we just grab it and drag it off out of American airspace? I think it's the size of it, Spike, because it's you know, like the, the balloon itself is uh, unwieldy, right? If, if a plane, I think it's just physics. Like if a plane tried to grab it at a certain point and tried to drag it, I mean, I, I just don't see how that would end well. It would basically be like a gigantic anchor. Well, effectively, it, it's a balloon. It's it's being powered by the by the fan off of somebody's desk at off the office. That's how big the fan is that drives it around. The, <laughs> right? It's 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 a, it's like a mylar balloon. It, what, right. But then it's got it's got the the uh, there's the a technology. track yeah, there's a satellite. But I've seen pictures, high def pictures of it from from the ground, and it shows like it almost right. looks like a it's a it's a space satellite type type thing with you know tracking and projecting you know panels. Right. Yeah. So my assumption here, Spike, as I said previously, is that this is all to try to frighten the American people. It's to try to send a message to the Chinese people, and it's great propaganda for the CCP. Because now they get to use footage of uh, in any number of people in the media saying Joe Biden is weak. 
Joe Biden doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And they can play that on government television in communist China on repeat that the United States is falling apart, which they've been <laughs> saying for the better part of 20 years. They right? can play it on government so, television on Tucker Carlson tonight, too. And, <laughs> and they will. You want, do you want to hear what the will. Pentagon, do you want to hear what the Pentagon press secretary Brigadier General Pat Ryder, yeah. Pat Ryder had to say, yeah, this yeah. what he had to say today. I'm not going to go into uh, any specific intelligence that we, we may have. Again, uh, we, we know this is a Chinese balloon um, and that it has oh. the ability to maneuver. Um, but I'll just leave it at that. And once it's over a body of water, will you shoot it down? Uh, again, right now we're monitoring the situation closely, uh, reviewing options. But beyond that, I'm not going to have any additional information. So, yeah, why do we turn into why do we turn into like eight year old boys every time you know we got there's a balloon in the tree we got to shoot it down Do we shoot that <laughs> balloon down I just don't understand well it, it's bravado it really is that's what it is you yeah. know you know yeah. I think it was was it Marjorie Trailer Green said Trump wouldn't stand for this right no he'd start World War Three over a balloon you're right he would <laughs> he wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't stand he wouldn't speak to someone who had more information on the topic. You wouldn't listen to a, a a career expertise general or a whole right. panel of them. You right. know, he would call his generals weak and stupid. You know, well, isn't that interesting though that Biden wanted to shoot it down on day one? He was like they they rousted him from his nap when he was sleeping, <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they they said, "President Biden, sir, so sorry to disturb. Uh, there's a gigantic balloon in the sky." And he said, "I love balloons." I remember they're just trying to circle the world in eighty days. I love that movie. <laughs> Who was that? Bobby Vinton was in that movie, wasn't he? He was awesome. <laughs> and they said, what do you want to do? And he said, shoot it down. Shoot it down. <laughs> we should probably wait for a couple of days on that. <laughs> find out what we're doing. But, you know, but if it's if it's maneuverable, you know, they can they can leave it there as long as we'll let them. Right. Yeah. 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 It's so. just to see how this plays out. Jack Stein, along with Spike O'Neill. We've got a lot to talk about today. We hope you'll stay with us. The text line, 888-973-5476. Love to hear your theories on why the Chinese feel like they can float a balloon over Montana. We'll be right back after these. John Curley, Sherry Elliker Show. I'm Spike O'Neill, in for John Curley. You know, Sherry, I was talking to Jack Stein last week. We were doing the midday show, and we are talking about uh, the topic of tipping came up. And Jack mentioned that, <clears throat> excuse me, when he uses various, uh, these food delivery services, well, I'm not sure if he was talking about Grubhub or DoorDash, whichever one, but that uh, there's a tip included in the app, and then the driver stands there with his hand open, waiting for an additional cash tip. And, it, and Jack was like, look, I tell the guy, look, you've already been, this transaction's completed. You've already been tipped. Thanks for coming. And I'm like, well, okay, that, that must be tough to do to tell someone that I'm not going to give you a tip while you stand there with your hand out. That's first off uncomfortable from both sides of the aisle. Mm-hmm. But, but I've never used a food delivery service ever. It's just such a foreign concept to me. Is it foreign because you are a good cook and just the idea of having the food uh, delivered? Do you use any kind of delivery service, like the local pizza place or Chinese well, restaurant or well, anything? First off, pizza isn't food. Let's cut. Let's make that. That's a distinction. I have, of course, had pizza delivered, but that's the. But it's like I would. I don't hire 
DoorDash to bring me a pizza. I call a pizza place that has the delivery aspect to it, and I've done that, of course. We all have done that. Um, I am a good cook. I love to cook. Um, but if we're eating out, I'd rather get in the car and drive somewhere and pick it up and bring it home. Uh, first off, I know that it's coming directly from, I, I tend to order late and get there and wait for it to be finished and handed to me so it doesn't sit around and get cold, and I get it straight to my door and put it on the table as fast as I can so it's, I don't have to reheat it or something like that. Uh, the folks that bring you know your, your food, your Grubhubs, your DoorDashes, first off, I know that these folks saved lives during mm-hmm. the pandemic. That industry just exploded out of necessity when we couldn't go to restaurants, when we couldn't go out in public, and those guys really were heroes. But I, my daughter was living in New York for eight years prior to COVID hitting. She was in New York for about the first six months of COVID, then she had to move home when her job was, was destroyed by the pandemic. Uh, but she in New York prior to COVID even, was such a, a, a proponent of food delivery services. In New York, it's everywhere. Because, you know, it's tough to get around in New York. You got to hail a cab and nobody has their own car. I get all that. I'm just, a, I'd rather get in the car and drive to pick it up myself. You are a motivated guy because that is the last thing I want to do. I want to sit well, down and have somebody so knock at the door. You? Yeah, and bring it to me and not have to mess around with it. But it is a, 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 a kind of a strange situation. If you've ever been to pick up things, you, you know, they have a whole section just for the Grubhub people or right. the Uber Eats people. Right. And they it's come sitting in there split, for a while. They the line and they come yeah. and go. Yeah. And they just, and it's kind of this whole mystery. I mean, mystery to me because I don't use it. I agree with you. I, I don't usually use Grubhub. I use restaurants that have their own delivery service because it's just easier and you're cutting out the middleman. Right. There is a kid though in Michigan, Spike, that borrowed his father's phone. To play a game, what could possibly go wrong, right? Uh, and uh, I guess he got a hold of Grubhub, and things went terribly wrong. WDIV has the story. And time after time again, and it's piles and bags of food. And um, what is going on? And they're dropping them off at the door, so I'm not communicating with the drivers. Keith and Kristen Stonehouse had no idea who could have ordered all of this food until Keith eventually stopped one of the Grubhub drivers. And I said, what is going on? Why, why are you bringing me food? He said, I don't know. You ordered from the Shorma place. <laughs> I said, no. Oh. That's when it clicked. He let his six-year-old son, Mason, play with his phone before his bedtime. Oh. So I think I left the app open, and he saw that when he was playing with my phone and just started going to town. So he ordered multiple orders, pitas. chili cheese fries, the chicken pita <laughs> wraps. He ordered multiple orders of that, multiple orders of ice cream, pizza. Nearly $1,000 worth of food was ordered. Thankfully, their bank stopped some of it. And then I get an alert on my phone. My card has been declined for fraud from a pizza place for $439. Keith said he had to take some deep breaths before going to talk to Mason about what he did, trying to find a way to explain to him that this food costs money. We grabbed his piggy bank and showed him all this money that comes out from the piggy bank one by one. That was this. That was this bag of food. That was this. And you could see his face, you know. I think it sunk in when we were actually taking his money to try to pay back some of it just as like a lesson. I'm like, I know what this money in your piggy bank means to you. So like, this is only a fraction of what you spent. It's going to take some time for Mason to get his phone privileges back. I love this kid. This kid (laughs) is my spirit animal. Oh my God. 
What a lesson for the dad. What a lesson for the family. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, the app on your phone, like every other game, you know, sure. Hey, look, we're, we're, we're playing Pizza Delivery Man. We're playing Swarma Delivery Man. Boom, 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 boom. Dad, I hit 7,000. Yeah, you sure did. Oh, my gosh. I guess the parents were had to take some responsibility for letting the kid uns, be unsupervised yeah, with the phone yeah. and say and not say, "Hey, don't hit anything." I mean, Lucky they don't have any the safeguards. Venmo game right. and start sending five thousand bucks to everybody in your Venmo account list. Yeah, holy so, cow! So yeah, that cost them a, a pretty penny. There's also a story about talking about the uh, the fact that food can cost money. There is a school worker. Uh, this happened in Illinois. And the school district noticed, Spike, that they were $300,000 over budget. So when they looked into it, they found these invoices for thousands and thousands of chicken wings. Now, chicken wings aren't served to children because they've got these little bones and right. they think they're hazardous. So they, at one, one place, they found 11,000 cases of chicken wings ordered in 19 months. That cost $1.5 million. And these chicken wings are nowhere to be found. They're not stored anywhere. They're, they don't know how this pa- happened. So they, they trace it back to this woman named Vera Little. She was the director of food services and she would order them. She would go pick them up in a van to the place. No one knows where they are now. Nobody knows what she did with them. If she sold them, if she, if, if she just liked chicken wings, um, but <laughs> a million and a half dollars, a, a lot of them. Uh, <laughs> yes, she's been caught, uh, charged with a couple of felony counts. This is a fantastic scheme. I mean, you're, you're working for the school board as a, as food acquisition and you just order on the company card. You pick them up in a van, you take them, you sell them in the, I've watched enough Sopranos. I know how this works. You open up the back of the van, you sell them to a restaurant, pennies on the dollar, and she's, wow. When I worked at Roy Rogers as a teenager, somebody was stealing the roast for the roast beef sandwiches. And the manager took us all aside and said, let me tell you something. When I find out who's stealing these roasts, not only am I going to prosecute you, I'm going to ruin your lives. I'm going to tell your school. Wow. We were all like, huh, huh, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? it was him. It he was, was loading him. In the, oh, yeah, you're he kidding was, me. And, oh. <laughs> he was loading him into this trunk like every night after uh, after the place would close. He just load all these roast beefs what into he, the trunk. Was he eating them at home or was he selling them to some other restaurants? I, I, he, I, I, that part, I don't know. He was, he was, he was fired quickly. Wow. I got to I got to tell you the only, the only my only restaurant experience in my whole life I worked as a summer guy at the beach at a really nice restaurant and the only thing I ever stole was one one day we all snuck into the the walk-in cooler and sucked every bit of nitrous out of every can of whipped cream in the restaurant <laughs> and in the middle of a dinner I can't believe I'm saying this to the public in the middle of a dinner rush they went and grabbed another case of whipped cream out of the walk-in cooler down below and when they brought up the whole thing was <laughs> every can. <laughs> In the middle of a dinner rush at a fine restaurant, he had to make up a whole thing of fresh whipped cream. And we're just looking at each other like, oh, my God, we're going to die. Yeah, but the fresh whipped cream is so much better. That's what I told him. Quit complaining. <laughs> we're giving you better service here now. Uh, I, I, you know what? I, when you tell me the story about the lunch lady who stole a million and a half dollars worth of chicken wings, I think a, ca- a new restaurant called uh, Cafeteria Lunch would be huge. That nostalgic feeling of eating at the school cafeteria. Oh. Give it on trays. Oh. <laughs> Someone throwing up in the corner. Nothing yeah. but chocolate milk. The only drink option you have is chocolate milk. 
Oh. And at the end of which, you don't, nobody busts your table. You just go throw your everything in a garbage can by the door as you're on your way out. That'd be Including awesome. the tray. Including if the you, if tray. If you get lucky. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel oh. really daring. I'm Spike O'Neill, along with Jack Stein. Jack, are you a, are you a big fan of, uh, the, of the adequate amount of sleep in your daily life? I need it. I need it more than almost anything else, Spike O'Neill, which is why this article over at Cairo 7 uh, caught my interest. It's talking about trouble sleeping. Paying attention to light exposure is key. Now, this is a theory, Spike, that goes back many, many decades. But the idea is, is if you're having trouble getting up in the morning, one of the things that might help you is light exposure. I mean, you got to get one of those uh, sunrise lamps. Do you have one of these? I have one of these. It's amazing. Have I don't. I don't have one of these because I, for thirty some years I was up at four o'clock every morning to do morning radio. Yeah, I, have, I haven't yeah. been able to just wake up. Literally, I haven't been able to wake up naturally in yeah. in decades. So I'm really? a terrible wake. Yeah, I'm a terrible wake. I still wake up at four thirty every morning. I still yeah. to this day, and then I'll just go back to sleep because I'm now working nights, and it's a it's an awkward thing to wake up and and you know, <laughs> but but you know we used to sleep when it was dark and, and rise with the sun. That's how for yeah. for eons humanity evolved, and that was our natural that was our natural pattern of sleep and rise. Mm-hmm. Yes, and now what they're saying though is that this uh, a sunrise lamp, something that can actually you know uh, flood your room with light, is the way to, to do it. But the interesting thing about this, Spike, is most people are like why do these guys talk about sleep hygiene. This isn't a medical show. It's actually talking about people who have good days, bad days, maybe you have more bad days than you have good days, and you're trying to figure out what it is. It's actually linked to your circadian rhythms. It's linked to sleeping, getting a, a healthy sleep cycle. And once I actually started gotten, getting my, um, my sleeping down, Spike, I can tell you that all kinds of stuff improved in my life. Now, because of my long history of trauma and abuse, I have to take a litany of chemicals to, to knock my brain off. From <laughs> really, from, from yeah, it's crazy. Spike. No, I, like, you're not alone, bud. You're yeah, you got the so, Judy Garland effect. Pills to go to sleep, pills the, to wake up. Right. I well, I've got the uh, I've got the hypervigilance. So if my, one of my cats goes into my kitchen and starts, you know, futzing around with some, something in the in the sink, you know, she starts maybe bapping some water. I will wake up. Wow. If there is a strong breeze outside of my home, I will wake up. And so I don't take narcotics. This is an important thing. I don't take narcotics to go to sleep, but I take ZMA, valerian root, a, a litany of over-the-counter supplements that you can get just to try to knock my body out, melatonin, et cetera, so that I can actually get a, a healthy cycle of sleep, which is pretty cool. But I have crazy dreams, Spike O'Neill, about Judy Garland, coincidentally. <laughs> you should hire that engineer, Richard, to come over and be your roommate and just start talking to you about the history of <laughs> 60s British metal, you'll be out in three minutes. Right. You know, what? one of the, yeah, no. <laughs> we, we talk about how hard it is to wake up, but it's more, more difficult for a lot of people to fall asleep. People have yes, such difficulty very. falling asleep. And that's also because of light. I mean, do you, do you have a, a white noise machine that you use to sleep with or some kind of like a yeah. fan oh, yeah. that runs in your room? I, I can't yeah. sleep in a room that is dead quiet. I just can't. Yeah. And I can't sleep in a room without air circulation. I mean, we have ceiling yeah. fans going in our home. I think my ceiling fan has been running steadily for 17 years. Just on, I'm seriously <laughs> on low having us, you know, because I can't sleep without air movement. I just can't. Yeah, yeah. But, but my biggest problem was electronic, like visual electronic stimulation. 
Okay. If I, some people can fall asleep watching a show or a movie or, or uh. looking at their phone. That does not work for me. If I'm looking at any kind of a screen, whether it's in my hand or on, mounted to the wall, I'm up. You know, and I've got to have, you know, uh, they say 45 minutes before you want to sleep to shut yeah. down all digital visual, visual stimulation. And a lot of people don't have the luxury of that. A lot of people work and you prep for tomorrow's show, whatever it might be, read a report that you got to know about tomorrow. A lot of people are yeah. forced to just keep taking stimulus in until you are force yourself to fall asleep. And that is so bad for us. And we're not talking about whether you have a good day or a bad day. Those are elements of it. But it's about productivity. It's about being able to do your job efficiently. The whole country suffers from our ability to do our jobs and do the things we need to do, the things we're hired to do if we're not getting yeah. adequate sleep. Well, not, we sound like a we sound like an infomercial spike. <laughs> That's why I take, you know, engineer minus plus root. It will knock you out. Hey, you guys ever hear about this my pillow thing out there? Oh my I, God. Uh, <laughs> Actually, we've got Mike Lindell on the line here to talk. You guys, you really, you'd have to turn off a television. That's why I have my curtains. They're very heavy. They don't let light in. They're made from Yankee, Yankee fiber in an Ohio plant that used to be a water mill. Now, you know, a good, a good, we joke, but a good pillow is everything. A good pillow is everything. I'd say that I bought a my pillow spike, and I'd say it's because I wanted to use it as a bit for my YouTube channel. Okay, and then I bought it. It is a it is a surprisingly very comfortable pillow. If I didn't say so myself, I'll go. I'll go you one worse. I was a paid endorser for my pillow at some point in my career. I've been on the phone directly with Mike Lindell. I have spoken to him by telephone directly, and it was a it was a good pillow. That's a great pillow. You know what the so problem is when I lay when I lay in bed asleep at night and I'm, I'm restful and the pillow's comfortable, but it goes. You look so stoned. Comes <laughs> I can hear it from inside my pillow. You look so stoned. No, no I, 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 I'm sorry. We're getting enough grief from folks who feel that we are I that I not you. I don't want to lump you to me that I am disrespectful to opposing points of view. I'm not. I'm not. I just don't enjoy tinfoil. The feel of tinfoil on my bare skin and my head just doesn't feel good. It's coincidentally, you know, my 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 pillow came with a tinfoil hat. It did, yeah, embroidered and everything. Oh, you got the deluxe. The Mine came with a piece of tinfoil. I had to make my own hat. I got the base <laughs> model. Uh, anyway, the, I guess the point yeah. is, folks, <laughs> if you can't sleep, just replay this show right before bed. <laughs> it will put you well, down for the count. <laughs> All right, you can take us out. <laughs> uh, it's. It's Cairo Middays. I'm Jack, I'm Jack Stein. That's Spike O'Neill. <laughs> and don't worry, Brandy Cruz will be back on Monday. You can make it, folks. It's a couple more hours of opposing points of view. Okay? It's not what you're used to hearing, but maybe it wouldn't hurt you to hear a little bit of what somebody else thinks. It's always good for me. We'll be back right after these.